Hello and welcome to Meet Me at the Movies. I am Noel T. Manning II coming to you from the campus of Cleveland Community College. This is C19 TV. You can find it online anytime, c19.tv. You can check out all the shows that are available there. If you want to just watch this show, you can do that. Or if you want to download it. Why would anyone want to do that? I don't know. There are my mom, really. Oh, that's, that's, true. that's your mom and my mom. mom. Yeah. Uh, and if you want to download the podcast, you can do that on WG.org. WG we do talk movies each week right here. We really enjoy it. Uh, enjoy our time together. And, uh, mm -hmm. and yeah, okay. you know, over there was side, so. side camera one, Frazier Crane. Frazier, dude. You know, when it rains, you, I have Frazier Crane hair. I do. You are the, uh, uh, your radio show just really blows me away. And um, the, the things that you tell the, your call in. Uh, um, uh, I don't know, patients, I guess you would call them. You know I'm not really Frazier Crane, right? <laughs> I just, and I'm not sure that's a compliment anyway. He's a pretty neurotic guy. Yeah, maybe he does that. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. No, that's Greg Tillman. Uh, Greg Tillman hangs out with us each week, has been doing this for with us over. Way too long. Way too long. Uh, before the show, he said, when are you going to get somebody else in here? And Someone better. Someone anybody. We're, we're still trying to get the studio audience. Uh, they're not back there. Still trying to get some co-hosts. We lost Catherine. We lost Christian. The we reason lost we Jen. don't keep an audience is we don't lock the doors. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's we'll fix exactly that. right. Well, man, um, glad glad to have you back. Yeah. And uh, yeah. great I know to be here. Last week, uh, you were uh, you were spending some time hanging out with Phil Collins. Well, uh, I saw him. I don't know if he noticed me, but yeah, we, we went to a Phil Collins concert. Still kind in, in of Boston, glowing for that a little yeah. bit. Yeah, he was awesome. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he, he has a very limited, he hasn't toured the U.S. in 12 or 13 years, I don't wow. think. And he has a limited tour, so we kind of went to him. Yeah. And it was worth it. Yeah. It was great. He yeah. sounded as good as he ever did. Yeah. Didn't look as good as he yeah. used to do. But. I really think that, that <laughs> Phil Collins, Charlie Brown, and Ernest T. Bass are the same person. So if you look at them side by side by side, they're the same. He looks more like Charlie Brown now. He was <laughs> completely gone. Yeah, he Shaved, I guess. I didn't ask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. but, but great show. show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, Phil Collins, um, I'm surprised we didn't see him show up in movies. Because, because when you look at the music videos he did yeah. uh, back in the 80s, uh, and even you see the interviews with him, you know, uh, on camera, on talk shows, he has this just great sense of humor mm -hmm. that just feels so real mm -hmm. and the music videos came across that way also he actually was in a movie yes buster buster and as, as a small time criminal or something yeah yeah it's a little english film i think yep i don't know if it saw much on this side of the of the ocean the pond, but yeah. uh the pond yeah but it but, had a good soundtrack yeah, to it had yeah. a good soundtrack but, I'm but i don't know why he did more it's yeah same, same could be said for huey lewis i agree with you, you. Know, he did a, yeah. a film or two and did fine he yeah. just kind of quit yeah, I, I agree. I, I I think that they could have they could have done more on film, and they still can if they want to. Sure. But, uh, but yeah, anyway, yeah. I, we're not talking about. Well, I had to talk about Phil Collins because I'm a big fan uh, of Genesis and his solo yeah. work. Yeah, you've seen so, him two or three times. Yeah, right? seen him a few times. Uh, Tim, Tim, let's check out the Tim Cam. He's there. Hey, buddy, good to see you, man. Yeah, you. T oh, and look, Mr. Bird. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he's giving you the bird. All right, way to go. Good job. Look at there. All right. Well, let's talk and movies. Shout out to Tim. He held down the fort while I was gone. Yeah. So. Hey, kudos to you, man. Lucky <laughs> 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 the choice, right? Well, let's talk about some movies. There are uh, plenty to talk about today. Plenty that are in theaters. Uh, uh, and I've seen quite a few You've recently. You've been busy. I've been busy, yeah. um, including some um, some films that, that are on uh, Netflix and on demand. 
We're not going to talk about those today, but there are quite a few um, worthy of, of checking out. One I want to recommend just to, to check out the trailer, if nothing else. It's called 22 July, and uh, it's based on the true story of the... Um, I'm going to get this all wrong. Uh, was, it, uh, was it Sweden or was it Norway where there was the, um, the attack, the terrorist attack that happened years ago, a few years ago? Uh, you know what? I'm, I'm going to stop. But it's on Netflix. <laughs> but it's, a, it's a, a based on a true story film um, of a terrorist attack. And uh, Paul Greengrass is a guy that, that did the directing, uh, producing of this. And it's dire direct to Netflix, but... It was also released in select theaters. And so the reason it was released in select theaters is to get Oscar, Oscar consideration. consideration. And so uh, I think we're going to see more of that kind of thing happening. Right. And, uh, it's got to be a lot cheaper than shipping them out to individual Oh, absolutely. You know, just, just pick a handful of them just to get the consideration. Yeah. Now, people like Spielberg, he's not a big fan of that kind of thing. So this is kind of movie news, I guess. He's uh, old school and, and good for him. He's old school, yeah. yeah. But I, I think you, you, know, you have to go where your audiences are. And if you realize, hey, if our audience is going to check it out, on Netflix and we still want people to consider it, why not? We saw it a few years ago with the Beast of No Nation um, that was a really stellar film and it got some buzz. So it's kind of a film about a terrorist attack in an unknown Scandinavian country yes, as yeah. we speak. Yes. But it's good. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It, and, it's, and it doesn't have any big stars. It feels uh, kind of real and raw. July 22, 22 July? 22 July. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, right. and um, we'll check it out during the break to see how wrong I am and, and where <laughs> all that is. I can do that right now. Yeah, you can do that right now. Uh, but no, now let's talk about uh, movie First Man. Uh, mm -hmm. You and I have been looking forward to this. We talked yeah. a few weeks ago about about films that take place in space, celebrated NASA. And uh, this is a movie that uh, directed by Damien Giselle, who uh, did La La Land with Ryan Gosling. And Ryan Gosling's back in this film, uh, starring as, uh, as not Louis Armstrong, but who? As Neil, Neil Armstrong. Armstrong. Yeah. Uh, it's really a story of, of his life um, as it related to the NASA years. Um, you, get, you get glimpses of his life, uh, and yeah, you really get a, a good, good aspect of his life um, at home as well. Uh, Claire Foy uh, was played, uh, played his wife. Uh, she was magnificent, I thought. Um, and, and you get a sense that he was very obsessed. He was self-driven. And it was really all about the job, all about the job, all about the job. And sometimes his life at home took a backseat. Right. And, uh, you know, for, for a guy who, uh, talk about Giselle, who directed this, for someone who directed a musical, uh, one of the you know, best musicals of the past few years, just a few years ago, to take on a biopic that's not a musical, Right. Uh, and a period piece as well, that's a big challenge. Yeah. That's a big yeah. challenge. Share some of your thoughts uh, on this. On the film, you know, you and I grew up in, during the age of the space race. May, me, I maybe remember a little better than you. I'm always fascinated by the Apollo program, Gemini and all that. Uh, and, and Armstrong and, and Aldrin in particular. I remember where I was, as do most people who were alive and conscious at the time, remember where they were that night uh, that he walked on the moon. And I thought it was fascinating, however, um, Ryan Gosling was, was spot on as Armstrong, but you, you're building a biography around, I hate to say it, a boring person. Yes. He really was. Yeah. What he did was fascinating, yep. mind-bending, really. Right. But he was not a particularly interesting person. He was very internalizing on everything yep. in his life. And so, to me, as exciting as it was when there was action yep. during a launch or whatever, and we'll talk about that in a second else? if you want. Yeah. Um, you know, when it was grounded... 
you know, he kind of sucked the air out of the, Sorry, the movie. I, I'll agree with you. I, I, and, and it's not his fault. Right. That's just the person he right. was playing. But, but I'll say this. I'll, Gosling is an incredibly versatile actor. Oh, okay. and, and it's not and, a, right. It's more of a. Uh, it's more about comment on Armstrong. Yeah, than, than yeah. You didn't really get a, You didn't get to see a lot of range and emotion. Yeah. It was all very steady. Um, yeah. I think maybe twice. In there were the a couple film. really heartbreaking scenes yeah. that he had. But even then, he had to close the curtain so no right. one could see him. Yeah, yeah. You know. uh, I, I felt the same way. I, I felt that this the story itself. Armstrong's story and the story that, that surrounded him, incredibly fascinating. So that, that material this was based on, incredible. Yeah. But it didn't quite, for me, did not quite translate on screen. Right. They, um, the approach to shot selections, I did, I did really appreciate some of the you know, extreme close-ups and some of those things. But at times I felt like I was watching a home video mm -hmm. or a, you know, home films. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and that was kind of done on purpose. Mm -hmm. um, and, and sometimes the music didn't it was seem an off. odd choice from time to time? It really did. Yeah. It really did. I, I mean, it almost felt like an art film from time to time. Exactly. With and, some you know, of the music choices. And, and it, used. you know, some of these scenes that you would have thought would you had this inspirational score that would lift you up, it was just strings, and it was yeah. like, okay, you're what expecting I'm, the right stuff. Yes, you know? or or Apollo 13 for that yeah, matter. Yeah, yeah. And um, so there's almost really, counterpoint. It really, to, and that kind of took me aside. I, I will say that the sound design. Oh my gosh, was, that's what I was getting at. That's yeah. going to get Oscar nominations. The, that was the star of the movie. It was because you felt like you were in a capsule that was about to explode. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, it was terrifying and it yeah. was fascinating. And as a viewer, when you're watching a launch, you hear the roar of the engines and you hear the fire and the flames and all that. They don't hear that, I guess. It's so far down there behind them. Yes. They hear the creaking of the metal and the bending of screws yes. and things like that. Uh, and it sounds like the Titanic twisting in half. Exactly. You know? It sounds and like it's going to It's going to fly apart and apart. explode. Yeah. It's the most terrifying thing I think I've ever seen in a film based on yeah, the, I agree. the NASA programs. Yeah, I think they got that right. Oh. I think got that absolutely yeah. right. But I, I thought the casting was really spot on. Mm -hmm. um, uh, but the music was a bit odd yeah. for me. Uh, I thought the pacing at times just kind of drug. Yeah. Uh, and I think... Uh, you know, maybe that's because the the character was not really. Uh, yeah, I left know, wondering whether they, they could have tightened it in editing, or if yeah. it's just a f flaw, if you will, of of Armstrong's yeah. character. Maybe two hours, twenty three minutes, yeah. so long film. It didn't really feel like it, though, to me. Did it you? Well, you know. I mean, you can't help but not get sucked in the story. Yeah, I got sucked in the story, but it did feel long, and I think that's because there there were times I just felt that they they could have tightened up some things. I thought there were a few scenes that they put in there that that were really not needed yeah um, I, I did appreciate um, seeing the um, aspect of the wife being at home hearing things on a little squawk box on you saw what some was of that in on. the right stuff you did and saw some of that also in Apollo yeah. 13 um, and even uh, you know the, the other uh, things we've talked about yeah. before but I thought that was done well but, but Claire Foy was just she you know she's a, a wonderful actress mm -hmm. and I um, mean she's She's real busy right now. Uh, I mean, she's going to be coming out in the uh, girl in the spider's web, you know, the the uh, sequel to the girl with the dragon tattoo. Oh, that's her. I didn't that's her. Yeah, her. and I yeah. just saw the preview. Exactly. The yeah. yeah. So she's, uh, you know, she's going to be coming up in this. But I, I thought that um, 
the movie itself really focused not necessarily on, while it did talk about America's race and America first, it was really about humanity's reach mm -hmm. to things beyond this earth. Mm -hmm. And I think there were a couple scenes in particular that that, that was really strongly felt. Uh, when you saw the moon landing happen, and I'm not, this is not a spoiler alert, this is history. They made it. You know, they made it. Um, but, you know, you see uh, all of these shots from people around the world watching mm -hmm. the TVs and, they did. And, and cheering. And, and, you know, even those that may have been our enemies at the time, it was like, wow, that's something that we will never see first again. Right. And I, I, I was really impressed by that. There was a scene when Armstrong walks away on that first walk to the edge of the crater and something happens. Yeah. And I wondered if that was true and I went back and checked and it's speculative. Yeah. He never told his, even his own biographer what he did yeah. uh, at that moment. Yeah. And so no one knows but him. Yeah. But his family thinks it's a possibility yeah. and yeah. I'm good enough for that. Yeah, yeah. And, and you get it, you do really get a, a sense of, of a, he was a man that struggled with, uh, with family and with loss. Yeah. And uh, and that shows yeah. that shows. But overall, you know, this is a film sure. that I, I had hoped would be one of those Oscar caliber films that I come out going, okay, wow, yeah. you know, but not quite. But not quite. Yeah, yeah. And it, and it, but but you know, a tough tough challenge for uh, for the director to try to take on something of this magnitude and something so different from what he'd done before. So what's your rating? For first man, uh, I'm going to give it a B plus. Okay, wow, uh, you're better I, better than I am on that. Well, I and I think the, again the main flaw of the film is just the is Armstrong himself. Okay, and I, I don't know if you can blame the filmmaker on okay. that. Okay, so. well I'm, I'm giving it a B minus, so uh, we'll split it down the middle and collectively yeah, this movie gets a B. You know what would be fun? A movie about Buzz Armstrong. A now, Buzz Armstrong. A character. Yes. Yeah. You know, and and you do uh, one of the things that came through with this movie is uh, Buzz Aldrin. Uh, Came across as kind of a jerk, didn't he? Yeah, but he signed off on the movie and said it was pretty accurate. <laughs> yeah, so, so there you <laughs> it go. It seemed like there was a lot of love lost, particularly between him and Armstrong. No, and, and, and I know there was a jealousy factor. He wanted to be the, the, the first, first, of course, who wouldn't. Yeah. You know, yeah. he wasn't able to be. And you know, his father taunted him the rest of his father's life. Yeah, but you were the second. Wow. The moon. Wow. So. Wow. And, and, and Buzz also, you, you got a sense that he didn't really have a. Uh, Filter? Social governor filter. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was yeah. like he just told what he thought. Yeah. And it didn't matter. Yeah. If, but now know. that was a more interesting character. I hate to say I that. I agree with you. Yeah. I agree with you. I agree with you. So there you go. Um, a collective B for First Man. We'll take a break. We'll come back and uh, we'll talk about another new film that's a lot different than that that's in theaters now, Bad Times at the El Royale. Also, we'll hopefully get to A Star is Born and Venom right after this quick intermission on C-19 TV's Meet Me in the Movie. Fly me to the moon Let me play among the stars And let me see what spring is like on Jupiter and Mars In other words Hold my hand In other words, baby, kiss me. They're gonna put me in the movies. They're gonna make a big star out of me. Welcome back to Maybe in the Movies. I am Noel T. Manning II, hanging out with Greg Tillman over there beside Camera One. Back in Mission Control, we do have uh, Tim, Tim Foster, Tim Cam. Hey, buddy, good to see you. Thanks for, uh, for keeping us in line. Uh, and thanks for uh, keeping that clipboard with all those cool notes on it about uh, Greg's 
uh, out of place hair. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, you know, you look sharper this week. There's something about, I don't know, you look cleaner, you look fresher. Well, I you showered look, this morning. You look more alive. Hey, look, man. Oh, it's like it's like twins or something. It's Paul Foster. Look at that. That's Paul Foster, man. All those brothers. You gotta love brothers. Picked his hey, did you guys both? Did you go to like plaids or us and get those? Uh, that, I love that. You know, I've got some plaid. Next time, I'll, I'll bring it and let you guys uh, pick, borrow mine. But the question is, are those sleeves cut off or are they actually short sleeves? They are short sleeves. They are short. Show the guns. Oh yeah, yeah, you gotta show the guns. You gotta show the guns. Yeah. Tim, them into the look at Tim. Tim. The blood's gonna be plaid. Tim's like, no, no, I got the guns, man. I got the guns. Sibling rivalry well, never gets old. Well, well, back before the break, we talked about First Man. We gave that a collective B rating. You gave it a B plus. I gave it a B minus. Uh, another film in theaters that's uh, a lot different than that um, is a. Uh, it's a period piece. It also takes takes place in '69, so it's the uh, same time period as uh, the moon landing. Uh, Bad times at the El Royale is the name of this. And so let me let me read something to you and tell me how this sounds. I have no idea what it's about, but I love the title. I do too. I do too. All right, a priest, a Motown singer, and a traveling vacuum salesman walk into a shady motel lot. Sounds like a dirty joke. To <laughs> <It me. does. laughs> but that is how the movie starts off. Wow. That is how it starts off. Um, these three characters step into this, uh, this motel that straddles a line between Nevada and California. This was a, 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 a motel that years ago had been thriving and thriving and thriving, and then there had been some uh, political changes that had caused this particular motel to, to have to step back a little bit. Uh, it's a motel that everybody used to go to. I mean, the Dean Martins, the Sammy Davis Juniors, your political superstars, everybody went there, and now it's just kind of dried up. And so you get a sense that this was the place to be at some point just a few years shy, you know, probably two to, two to five years earlier, it was the place to be. So you've got these three lead characters, as I said, uh, a Motown session singer, a priest, and a vacuum salesman. They kind of start this narrative. It's an ensemble kind of film. Um, you, you realize pretty early on they've got some secrets and the motel itself has secrets of its own. Um, the film is stylistically phenomenal. Uh, the way it's shot, it's, it's shot in very muted colors, uh, and the movie, the movie is told from an editing standpoint from characters' perspectives. And so you're seeing them overlap. So you see them early on together, but then it says room one, and then you see the character in room one, right. and you kind of see some backstory happening. You see what's happening in their I've room. I've seen that approach in other films. Yeah, so yeah, and it really, really works here. The uh, the director of this film, uh, he's a writer, director, producer, Drew Goddard, and he deconstructs what I like to call a crime action drama thriller. Uh, he does it in a way that I haven't quite seen done before in this style. It's kind of this um, this this new crime noir film uh, feel to it. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a hybrid, uh, very violent. Um, so it, it's a heavy R-rated film uh, for language as well, but, but the violence is really what gets this. Um, it's a movie that looks at religion, it looks at privacy, um, and, and do we really have privacy? It looks at politics, and it looks at the power of fear being used for manipulation. So it's a film that's got a lot of social commentary, uh, even for the time period of the 19, late 1960s, but even today. Really uh, phenomenally creative film on a lot of different levels. The visuals, the editing, storytelling, sound design, all of that's incredibly solid. Um, Chris Hemsworth also stars in this, some other folks that star in this film. Um, 
uh, John Hamm is in this, mm -hmm. uh, Dakota Johnson, Jeff Bridges. Jeff Bridges gives an Oscar-worthy performance. Oh, okay. uh, really impressed with him. And he usually a, uh, does. He does. To tell you the truth. He does. And there's a, a person starring as a singer. I thought it was Jennifer Hudson early on, and then I realized, oh, she worked with Jennifer Hudson on the Broadway Color of Purple. Um, her name is uh, Cynthia Arrivo, and she's a Tony winner and a Grammy winner. This was her first major acting role. She's had some bit parts, but she's gonna be showing up in some other things later this year. She was unreal. And um, I read some of the backstory on her signing up for this, and she really liked the script, but she didn't realize how much she would be singing and how much she would be on screen. She thought it was just kind of a bit part. But she is, uh, if not the most important character, she and Jeff Bridges are probably the two most important huh. characters. So uh, incredible film. The only thing that really um, drug this down, it's a two-hour, 22-minute film. Uh, the third act was what I like to call weird and crazy. And um, it really drug things down. You felt things were clicking, clicking, clicking. And then it gets to this third act where it tries to wrap up stuff, but also bring in this other storyline that that don't know that you, it was really needed at that point. But it... it just really slowed things down uh, to a pace. But um, if you're a fan of, of Quentin Tarantino-style films, Baby Driver from last summer, uh, and even Hotel Artemis from, from this summer, right. um, I think you might really find that you'll like this, pi uh, this picture. Um, really enjoyed it. I'm giving it a solid B rating. Uh, if it were 15 or 20 minutes shorter, mm -hmm. uh, I would have given it probably a solid A. So that movie is called Bad Times at the El Royale. I've seen the, the trailer. I'd like to see it. I know it's not in Shelby yeah. yet. Yeah, yeah, but it's, it's, it's worth checking out, worth yeah. checking out. Um, quickly, let's talk about uh, A Star so is have Born. have a couple more to do. But, yeah, yeah, well, so yeah. we get to it. Star is Born, yeah. this is the uh, third remake of this film. Uh, it's been four times on film. Mm -hmm. This is the third remake. Uh, really finds two singer-songwriters trying to discover love while also experiencing kind of alternate trajectories of their lives. And that's what the story is about. One is a rising star, one is a falling star. Right. And Bradley Cooper uh, directs this picture. It's the first time he's ever directed anything. Who knew, um, right? He's a director, producer, co-writer, singer, and star in this. It's amazing. Yeah. It's absolutely amazing. And he finds a way to make it work. Um, the songs were all original. When the Oscars roll around, Go ahead and write it down. This movie may have two songs up for best Oscar. I've heard song. the soundtrack's terrific. Oh, that it stands alone it by does. itself. It does. And the, the songs for this movie um, really are supporting characters in so many different levels. I really, really love this film. Um, I, I think, uh, you know, when I look at you, people trying to do remakes, the question is why and uh, can you make it relevant for today? And they did. Um, I, I, it, had, it also paid homage to previous films. There were certain scenes that were scenes that weren't exactly like you saw in previous, but you could tell it was like, wow. That's Bradley Cooper saying I'm paying tribute to that. Um, I think Lady Gaga, um, I've seen her star on American Horror Story. Uh, she was actually just uh, announced that she was cast this week in the live action, um, live action version of Little Mermaid. Uh, she's the evil queen, so uh, she's you know she's got she's got a future here. I've been wanting to see it. I haven't yet, but I hear yeah. she's really good in it. She's good. I mean, her acting solid. And, I don't think she was great in this. Okay. There were moments that I'm like, yeah, she's she's still kind of learning her way, um, and she was also starring as a singer, 
And so anytime that happens, you've got to you've got to balance it. But yeah. I think she was fine. He was good. Uh, but but really, just a, a solid film. Uh, this movie gets a solid B rating for me. Uh, really, really impressed with this. Uh, Venom. I'll just quickly say, uh, you know, this is the uh, movie that's making the money right yeah. now. Big it's time. making the bank all across um, the world. It's Who the knew, number right? one film around the world. Um, 300 plus million uh, after just a few weeks. Well, it's another superhero movie, and it's not from Marvel per right. se. You yeah. know, Sony's doing it, and they haven't had the best grip on Marvel characters. Other than uh, Spider-Man. But, but still yeah. no one, yeah, but still no one thought Venom was going to Yeah, be nobody that good. expected this to do this kind of money. Yeah, That's yeah. why it was released in October. So is it good? It, it's a, it's a, I say it's a good film, not a great film. My, my rating was C plus for this. Um, I, Tom, Tom Hardy was wonderful. Um, but the movie itself just kind of left me uh, wanting a little bit more. Uh, I, I felt like I'd seen it before in a few different ways. So, uh, but, but still, the fans are loving it. 89% uh, audience score for Rotten Tomatoes. The, uh, it's not quite the same for the critics. They're yeah. much, much lower. Yeah. But I'm giving it a C plus. It's a one I'm glad I saw, but I'm not going to go revisit. Is it worth going? Um, you know, I think if you like uh, superhero films and if you like uh, maybe a little different take on a superhero film, because this is not a superhero per se. Kind yeah, of I haven't figured out if he's a good guy. He's an anti-hero. He's, he's, yeah, so, yeah, it's, it's worth checking out. It's worth checking out. Well, let's, uh, let's give you a quote for the week, um, but also quick, quickly, in theaters now, Halloween, the sequel, how many years later, the, you know? The and it, this second really is, sequel. But right? this is the direct sequel. Right. So, so uh, all the others, all the other except ones, the very first one from 40 first, years ago, forget it. Right? That's an alternate universe. So this is, yeah, this is a direct sequel with Jamie Lee Curtis back. That is in theaters Who this was killed weekend. in the other versions, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. But she's, she wasn't killed in the first one. So this is a direct sequel uh, and, and done intentionally. So all let's right. give you a quote for the week. Um, this, is a uh, this is from um, First Man. I really like this quote. Uh, this was Neil Armstrong. He said, when you get a different vantage point, it changes your perspective. Uh, it allows you to see things that you should have seen a long, long time ago. Mm. So really like that quote from First Man. I actually like that quote better than the film as a whole. So <laughs> there you go. Uh, Greg, appreciate you hanging out as mm. always. Tim, thank you. And Paul, if you're back there uh, playing, sleeping, thanks for uh, sticking your head in and Mr. Bird as well. And for those uh, that have decided to tune in and stick around for 30 minutes, hey. We're sorry. We are. <laughs> this week, that's a wrap.